The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's uh, Monday at uh, 2.35. Thanks for uh, joining the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. A little later than normal as our coverage of uh, trade deadline day happened. Uh, And someone else showed up to work today. Oh, it's hey. great to be back, Jalen and I. Hey, and friend. You know what? I showed up late, and I'm leaving early. So that's, <laughs> that's a, a great welcome back to welcome 630 Chat. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, the NHL trade deadline come and gone. Yeah. Well, it's not coming. The Oilers did nothing. The didn't do anything, so they are saying that... Uh, uh, you know, the the way they've been playing lately, things are fine. So i got to tell you, with regard to the Oilers, and then everybody calm down, we're not going to talk hockey this afternoon. Um, so I completely disconnected from uh, the world, for the most part, uh, while on vacation. Well, that's not true in any sense of the word, uh, but okay. I, I, but, you know, <laughs> it, the, I disconnected from the component of the world that I typically stay very okay. connected to, which is hockey and that kind of thing. And so then Saturday night, I discovered that I was able to... Uh, to stream uh, Jack and Bob and, oh, uh, yeah. and the hockey game as, I made, as we made our way back to Canada. And I thought I heard Jack Michael say, Sam Gagne. Yes. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> and now I'm, now I'm like Googling it. And Sam Gagne, what the, what a great trade. And that was for Spooner, which is like, means it was really for, uh, what's his name there? Aberly. Because that's the whole chain of that trade. Like, we just, everybody kept, it was like musical chairs. Mm-hmm. And in the end, we sat down on Gagne. Nice. Uh, and then I realized I had not heard uh, Connor McDavid's name and uh, back oh. to Google. Suspe- what? It yeah. was like, man, I go away for a week and well, the wheels fall the, off. He had the flu, then he got suspended right, for a couple yeah. of games. So, yeah, so not playing again tonight as they take on uh, the Preds. So let me uh, let I me tell you this. I learned something on Saturday night that I think is uh, quite interesting. What? All right, so we got home. I don't know what time we got home, 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And I knew that my son David was up at the hockey game. He'd come up as part of a stag. I, I think the guy who was getting married is an Oilers fan, and like okay. 20 of them had come up to watch the game. And he had told us he was going to do that, and I had said, we won't be able to see you because we'll still be coming mm-hmm. home at that point. So at about 11 o'clock, I'd been home maybe half an hour at that point from the airport, um, I get a text from Dave. And, you know, your children are your children for the rest of your life, no matter how old they are. When they're in trouble or in pain, they're, you uh. know. She texted me to say, look, I've got... A I've got a problem. I don't know what to do. And basically what had happened was he'd been having some stomach pains, which had um, escalated into severe abdominal pains. He'd left the game during the second period. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, gone back to the hotel. He'd thrown up. Um, he was really, he said, "I, you know, I'm dehydrated. I don't, I don't know what to do, Dad, you know. And, you know, anytime you got to take a child, and you know you're going to have to, to the hospital, you're like, well, there goes my night, right? Like, <laughs> but... That's your job as a parent. So I text him and said, okay, so what hotel are you at? I'll be there in 20 minutes. So off to the hotel I go, into the car he gets, and he did look he was sick. really bad. Yeah. And off to the U of A. So in the end, 
it was, you know, I don't know, a severe case of gastritis yeah. or food poisoning. We're not really sure. He got taken care of by the U of A. But here's what I wanted to tell you. Did you know this? Because I didn't. We go to the emergency room and, you know, you do what you do, right? You, you walk in the door and you go, how big is the weight, mm -hmm. right? And then you start diagnosing each patient Absolutely. who's waiting on your own going, well, that guy looks like he's not an emergency, <laughs> right? Or So you start trying to figure out, well, when will I get in or when will my son get in? He got in relatively quickly, although the emergency room was quite full. And I'm just going to say this because I don't know a politically correct way to say it. And I'll need to be on the air several days before I sort of get that filter back again. It looked like a homeless shelter. So it looked like a whole bunch of homeless people with their belongings in the emergency room. So when we got to... Uh, it might have been because of the cold. It is. When we got to the treatment room, I asked the nurse, you know, hey, what's going on in the, in the emergency waiting room? And she said, they convert to basically a homeless shelter during this weather so homeless know that they're allowed to come in they're allowed to sleep if they disrupt or disturb they're out yeah um but if they'll be uh you know civil they can bring their belongings they can sleep there and so that's what they do mm -hmm. and and i think it's great it doesn't affect the care of patients who you know need emergency because they're simply just because there's people sleeping there but uh, first of all, I didn't know the hospital mm -hmm. did that. I think it, it is good that they do that. However, homelessness is not the University of Alberta's problem to solve. No. And, but, you know, I totally agree with what they're doing because if you have a, a heart at all, you have to do something. But do people know that that's what's happening because, because care is not there or sufficient care is not there or sufficient room is not there? Other agencies which shouldn't be responsible for homelessness are dealing with the problem. Well, part part of the issue too is, and this happened, I think, when um, you were away or when you were sick beforehand, there was, you know, questions about, um, well, the LRT, will the LRT be opening during the cold, that sort of stuff. And Homeward Trust, who kind of oversees that file in the city, um, had said for quite some time because there were calls to open the LRT for the mm -hmm. homeless population to, to go there. And Homeless Trust said, no, there's enough beds here for those really? people. Yes. Because because a staff member at the hospital told me that a memo had gone out, out shortly after the LRT was opened up mm -hmm. suggesting that staff not take the LRT because it wasn't safe. Well, you know that's that's interesting. I mean, that's a, that's Unintended a hospital. Consequences, that's right? well, yeah. I mean, I, if you think you know homeless people sleeping in the LRT is making it uh, unsafe, then that's your prerogative. I'm not sure that that's actually uh, the case. I, think I know been... some people would be. I think some people would be a little more uncomfortable. Absolutely, but I don't think it was yeah. a matter of discomfort that there was homeless people sleeping. I think there've been some incidents. The well, there have she, been. She didn't but, want to elaborate, but, but we know that there have been incidents in the LRT constantly, mm -hmm. but it has nothing to do, and you know, I issues that have nothing to do with the homeless that are being opened up for the homeless. Remember last summer, that roving yes. gang of, yep. you know, idiots that were going around doing stuff? So, uh, yeah, but the LRT is back open, I guess, this week with the, with the cold weather. But yeah, I, I didn't know that that was a, a policy or an unofficial policy. Um, it was at the University the University Hospital? of Alberta, yeah. That it was that was uh, going on there. So it was just sort of you know, as I say, it wasn't shocking. It was just one of those. Hey, did you know that was going mm -hmm. on? Because apparently this has been the practice at the U of A for quite some time, not just this year. That when it gets severely cold, and and you know late at night, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, you can have chats with a lot of staff oh, members, yeah. right? And they're very uh, uh, forthcoming. And, 
you know, she just said that, look, you know, it saves us. It doesn't hurt the care we're giving patients. And in fact, it helps because they're not arriving by ambulance. Well, yeah, there, you know? yeah, there is that. And if there are the rules in place and it's probably, you know, saving some of the staff from having to say, no, you got to leave or kick right. them out, that'll deal dealing with them exactly. on, that, on that front. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. Hmm. Is, and Dave's okay? He says he's still got a slight amount of pain. He's back in Calgary now, but I... They they had ruled out appendicitis. They mm. had ruled out the gallbladder. They took X-rays. Um, they gave him. They never. He never took a painkiller. He chose not to because he wanted to see if the symptoms would go away. Yeah. Although he had been in severe pain, they gave him something that was sort of like super Zantac, uh, you know, but intravenously, and it did clear up the problem quite quickly. And then after mm. that, he was just tired and wanted to go to his uh, room. But I had told him when you get home, you should follow up with your family doctor and maybe get the information sent down from the U of A, so that if it happens again, they have that history. Now I have heard that there is a, a really nasty stomach bug going around right now. Ah, a friend okay. of mine was just in the hospital for two days with. Oh. System, yeah, was throwing really? up and became so dehydrated, all mm -hmm. that sort of thing. She, uh, yeah, she was in there for two days. Yeah, man, you know, you know how I knew. And another worse when you when you're throwing up so much and there's nothing else exactly to, to where he throw was up. That's right? exactly where he was at. By the time I got to him, it's just awful. He was done and he was dry heaving he had and nothing, it hurts yeah, exactly. And bile. He he was pro I mean, he got seen pretty quickly. Forty five minutes in that triage. That's pretty and then, good. Yeah, about about a half hour, forty five minutes to see a doctor, and then after that, you yeah. have to wait for the tests, the X rays. But I knew he was getting better once they uh, put the intravenous in, and he was in and out of consciousness at times. Um, about fifteen twenty minutes after that, and I don't know what they stuck him with, but it's good stuff. Uh, he started talking politics with me, and I'm like, okay, he's back. <laughs> he's okay, fine. and I know where your your son stands on politics, because I've had conversations yeah. about politics with your son, actually. He has and strong like, opinions. And I'm like, okay, I th and I've done this a few times. We have seen this uh, a few times. Okay, no one's in any condition right now to be having this conversation. <laughs> exactly. And you do the whole teacher, close your mouth, and it can be your son, it can be Kevin McDonald. <laughs> I mean, and you know, exactly, and I'm stuck, right, because you can't go, okay, I'm not having this conversation because you got to stay by his yeah, bed. Yeah. I'm, so I sort of tried to distract as much I as I could. I think we should change the topic. <laughs> yeah, so Look listen. Ceiling. What do you want to be if you grow up? <laughs> if you grow up when you grow up. Uh, it's 2.45. Andrew's back. The uh, 6.30 Chet Afternoon News continues after this. So, Jay. Yeah. I don't want to waste these airwaves with this, but uh, very quickly with regard to uh, El Bandito. Uh, well, just before we uh, go, just yeah. want to make sure, because we've just been a yeah. couple of texts. Someone's like, hey, you know, have some compassion for the homeless. No, we've been We talking. both said it was a great idea. We said it was a great idea, and yeah. we support having the LRTs open. Exactly. So before you start firing off texts, yeah. take a listen. Yeah, if you join the conversation late, I mean, you know. Go back and listen before you judge what we said. So I don't know. I came into work today and there was like wanted posters all over the building. Yeah, and very a funny. And a pool noodle at your desk. I, I know. mean, what's going on? I've tweeted it all out, but I did want to just mention this. Um, you know, that was for fun and uh, entertainment of my followers. I didn't expect it to go as viral as it did, but I was happy that it did. Who isn't happy when, you know, a campaign goes viral, <laughs> right? Um, it actually has benefited me in this oddest of ways, but I, when I got back... My agent said, we've been inundated with inquiries on you. <laughs> Jesus goes, do you have a new bit about saving deck chairs? I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to write you one. You better, yeah. Uh, but I did want to make mention of the fact I was staying at, I didn't want to say what hotel I was staying mm -hmm. at because I didn't want them tagging, I didn't want anyone yeah. tagging the hotel yeah. uh, while I was there because the hotel had no idea for the most part all week long 
what was going on what was going on or who was doing this so um but in the end i was staying at the, the hilton playa del carmen in the end the general manager and i spoke <laughs> and and it's one of those things where uh she told me that look this is a problem at all resorts. People, you know, reserving deck chairs at five in the morning, not using them all day. If they move the items, people complain that they were stolen. Um, she said, you know, if you've got a solution, I'm all ears. And I said, I do have a solution. Put a person at the pool at six in the morning. And as people go to reserve, have them say simply, you cannot reserve deck chairs and put a policy in place that says you can't have it right and and we'll we'll have to move those if you're not going to be here in the next half hour that's all right? and problem solved because there's at all these resorts there's always enough places for everyone to lie down it's the fact that people and, and this resort has gotten out of hand over the years this is our third time there where literally every chair is taken by eight o'clock and they don't get used until three or four in the afternoon but i i, I will say this i because we sort of got engaged in this social media thing we all collectively sort of kept an eye on the pool because we were curious as to how it works and some people's efforts in reserving chairs are honestly remarkable we saw a woman come down with a stack of towels like just a huge stack right she looks around six in the morning she looks around she sees no one's watching although i don't know why she would care they don't stop her anyways and then she pulls out a plastic bag a white plastic bag and she pulls out a couple of beach bags she opens up the beach bag stuffs two towels in each and then zips them back up again puts them on the uh, <laughs> a couple of chairs and then she puts the rest of the towels on eight chairs all together and then she takes out the white plastic bag and in that is little tubes of like sunscreen yeah and, throws you know, it on the towel yeah. yeah puts it on tables and on the towels to make it look like they just went then she pulls out books and like actually opens them up like this is where I mm -hmm. stopped reading and places them on the chair. That was all at 6.30 in the morning. And other chairs were, you know, having the same thing. But this one just really fascinated me. Uh, before she left, we assumed to go to breakfast, she put a couple of flip-flops under a couple of the chairs. And again, I'm assuming she got these from Lost and Found. Mm -hmm. Those chairs were not used for seven hours. And when she finally returned, we happened to be at the pool at the time, she just collected it all up and left. Like, I guess her group just didn't want those chairs. But I thought, what an effort you're putting in. Others are lazy. One flip-flop on a chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have this all planned exactly. out. Oh, yeah. gee, it was How a many mission. towels do I need? We should, yeah. The checklist. Checklist before we go down there. You know, uh, again, uh, and don't uh, first world problem uh, us either. Um, you know, it mm -hmm. is. If you're if if you if you away, and it doesn't matter where, it's, it's frustrating as oh hack. I know you've been to places and you, there's there's nowhere and you think, okay, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to dump this right. off here or not? And you're right. It's definitely a first world problem. But if you think about, you know, uh, going to a restaurant and every table yep. is empty yep. and the maitre d' says, we well, no, can't sorry, seat there. you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the same sort of thing. We're like, well, I'd like to enjoy a couple of hours by the pool mm -hmm. on this trip that's costing me a fortune. <laughs> but as I say, the general manager and I had a really great conversation about it. Like, I, And she said, you know, like, we've tried different things and nothing's worked. Well, I, enforce it, people. Yeah. That's the thing. It's it's about enforcement. Okay, well, you can't smoke here. You can't do that. You can't do this. We'll enforce it then. Well, and do you know the... the it doesn't matter where you are. You could be at Commonwealth Stadium. Exactly. Enforce it. A NASCAR. You could be at, uh, you know, a park during a concert. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, do you remember the listener trip we went on? I, and I, I want to say it was the one where we first had a beach um, re reception. I think that was two trips ago. Whatever resort that was, and it's always a great resort, 
and I actually spoke to the GM there because we were arranging the comedy show, and I asked him about the same problem. Is it a problem for? And he said every resort has this problem, but they do actually remove items mm-hmm. 30 minutes and they're gone. And he said, and we get complaint after complaint after complaint that things are missing. And he said, but if we don't, we get complaint after complaint yeah. after complaint yeah. that no one can yeah, lie yeah. down. Yeah. So he said we chose this route. But yeah, it's just it's it's just one of those. For a lot of people, myself included, honestly, and I know people mock me for how many vacations I take. I, they cost a lot of money, and I, everyone's paying the same to be there. And you know, I can't. Uh, you know, the money I've dropped on these vacations, and I'm not looking for sympathy. It's a lot of money to take a family of four, and then to take a family of four and not be able to use the amenities because there's no bigger amenity at a resort than the pool. Yeah. You know, and to not be able to use it for a week because lady with eight chairs reserved <laughs> might need them later on in the afternoon. <laughs> I mean, we had fun with it, and it was a great trip, so I'm happy. And now the work uh, starts on doing uh, writing a new bit. It does, because I, I, th- I honestly think people are going to expect it. Yeah, well, sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, when's my next show? It, with the March dogs, 22nd. Dogs with Wings, right? Yeah, so by the way... Uh, tickets are on sale uh, for that now, March 22nd. Uh, we're doing a, a benefit, a fundraiser for Dogs with Wings. It's called Going Into Heat. It's the first day of spring, and it's uh, for their breeding program. Uh, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be at the Princess Theatre. That's a great venue. And it's going to be a great venue. And uh, tickets are already selling, which is uh, fantastic. But, uh, yeah, if you if you Google it, so it's uh, Adam Black. Adam Blank. Adam Blank. Yep. I better get that right because I'm emceeing it. So He'll it's, write it down it's, for you. It's Adam Andrew, uh, and I'm going to emcee it all, and we're uh, really looking forward to raising some cash for, yep. um, for really the breeding program. Cause, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they're doing some great work. These are assistant do- assistance dogs, right? So, right. Um, but, yeah, if you want more information, yeah, if you follow uh, me or Andrew on Twitter, it's, uh, you can find it there, or go to Dogs with Wings, and, and check that as well. So we're excited about night. that. Yeah. And then there's a reception afterwards over at Flu- Fluvog Shoes. I will stand by you during that. Because you're so much better at those things than I. Well, yeah, I have to leave. I've got a I've got a 45 minute keynote to give the next morning. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Is it written? No, I got to work oh, on that yet too. Well, write it. Write it I between have, now and two, then. Two big speeches to write here. Within uh, one for this Saturday and one for the 22nd or 23rd, the Friday. Plus, so actually it's March 24th. Plus seven to ten minutes of stand-up comedy for the... Yeah, I'm not doing that. Dogs with wings. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I've decided. I've, I've run, backtracked. Run it by. No, th- you I, know what? Throw some ideas down. About, no, I haven't even thought about it. There's there's time. No. There's lots no. of time. Run run some ideas. Don't run them by me because and or anyone else because they, you won't like the reaction. Because when you run new material by people... I don't have any people, ideas. Just I write it down. I you a topic. No, I'm not going to write the whole thing for you. Nothing. <laughs> Me and, yeah, like I'm going to take a woman's <laughs> perspective, perspective on, on menopause or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, no thanks. Not trying that on stage or at home. <laughs> don't, make, don't make eye contact. I am actually breaking out into sweat right now. Every man right in now. the room right now is like, where do I look? Where do I look? Where do I Quick, look? Switch the station. Switch the station. <laughs> the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.